Here on the programme, it is time to head overseas. On the ground, bringing you stories from every corner of the globe on Times Radio. Yep, On the Ground is where we speak to correspondents from around the world about the stories making headlines on their patch. And today we're in Mexico with John Bonfilio. Um, welcome back, John. Let's start with this monumental decision from Mexico's Supreme Court to decriminalize abortion uh, nationwide. Uh, we were talking about it last time you were on the program, but of course it, they hadn't made uh, the decision then. Uh, and of and Mexico is, you know, Latin America's what second largest Catholic nation. I'm presuming it's a decision that won't have been welcomed by all with open arms. Not have been welcomed by all, but certainly it hasn't made the sort of social ructions that uh, that you would expect in in Mexico. And I think really because it's not that much of a surprise. It's, it's been a long time uh, coming and has been foreshadowed by not just a number of uh, court cases and an evolution of sort of civil society, but also more broadly in Latin America, a series of other countries also legalizing abortion over the course of the last few years. But uh, notwithstanding, as you say, uh, Mariella, this would have been unthinkable not long ago in this overwhelmingly uh, Catholic country, which also is worth saying didn't just vote, the Supreme Court didn't just vote, they voted unanimously last week to decriminalise abortion. And I think also interesting in that they did it in uh, in a slightly roundabout way, not by ruling on abortion per se, but by deeming it unconstitutional to punish women or providers for engaging in abortion, stating that punishing women is an act of gender-based violence and discrimination. That is uh, fighting talk. I was going to ask if it's going to have implications for gender equality uh, more widely, I mean, across Mexico, but I think it's going to have uh, implications even more widely than that because I think uh, we could end up with this sort of bizarre situation where Americans, particularly in the southern states, are crossing the border to get abortions in Mexico. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and actually... Guahuila, one of the one of the bits that was sort of trailed with this uh, with this Supreme Court decision was a couple of years ago, where the state of Guahuila, which borders Texas to uh, to the south, was actually a passed legislation to punish women for engaging in abortions, and the Supreme Court came down on them specifically and said that that was unconstitutional. So, uh, for sure, it is you know one of those things which yeah, just a you know a few years ago, in terms of what takes place in the U.S. What has been taking place in the U.S. and in Mexico has completely uh, sort of sort of U-turned, and this is this is also more bro- a more broad truth in Latin America. But in Mexico, I think it sort of stands out all the more because of that juxtaposition with the USA. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, well, we were talking about gender equality, obviously, with uh, this uh, latest uh, law being changed. Um, it now looks likely that Mexico is not only going to have this abortion law, but also going to have its first female president next year. I think the candidates for the next uh, year's general election have been declared, uh, declared and, and both of them are women. They are, uh, unless something strange happens, which, you know, is always possible in the world of politics and more specifically in the world of uh, Mexican politics. Next year, we'll almost certainly see Mexico have its first woman president elected on the one side, uh, representing Morena, the ruling political party, which has previously swept all before them. We have Claudia Scheinbaum, a climate scientist turned politician, former mayor of uh, Mexico City. And on the other, Xochitl Galvez, a surprise candidate, 
uh, from the Otomi community. She's got a really strong personal narrative from humble uh, indigenous beginnings, uh, who is uh, quite a remarkable candidate. She is confident. She is funny. She's not afraid of the president. And uh, one of the talking points of the last couple of months with uh, in the Mexican uh, national news cycles has been how she is incredibly adept at needling uh, the president to the extent that he has she has become one of the major talking points of his morning news conferences and uh, and the courts have now actually passed uh, an, a, an injunction to stop him harassing her on a daily basis. Um, let's just talk finally about a story that caught my eye, which is that at the US-Mexican uh, border, Mexican authorities have laid a slab of the Berlin Wall, which might sound incongruous, but the ins- inscription reads, may this be a lesson to build a society that knocks down walls and builds bridges. It feels like a pretty weighty um, statement from Mexican authorities. It's definitely a statement. It's definitely loaded. Bizarrely, it's an original fragment of the Berlin Wall, which has been touring the US for a two-year period, which was actually rejected by the Trump administration. Initially, it was given as a gift uh, to them. It's just been installed in Tijuana uh, by the US-Mexico border and the border wall just across from uh, San Diego in uh, what's called the Binational Friendship Park, although on the US side that's recently been bulldozed, so it's it's hardly binational uh, anymore. And it's been installed there as a very specific and loaded statement as to, you know, uh, I guess the, what the perceived incongruities in building uh, this vast wall separating two really huge uh, countries in, of course, the, you know, the early 21st century. Well, all fascinating stuff, as always, from you, John Bonfilio, our masterclass in how to deliver an (laughs) on-the-ground. Thank you very much indeed. That was John Bonfilio, reporter on the ground for us in Mexico.